It's my life. I'm Stefan, and you're listening to the show that's all about me, you, and the world around us, and all of my thoughts kind of sprinkled uh, all over the place. I want you to sit back and enjoy this episode. Today, we're going to talk about getting back to normal when it comes to business and how the president and the White House team are trying to come up with a task force that will get us all back working and get America back to where it once was. What a difficult task everybody has, all the way down from your, your local officials, your mayors, all the way up to the governor, and including the, the president of the United States. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and how making arrowheads have everything to do with patience and how it relates to all of us doing what we're all doing. So all of this and more wrapped up in what I like to call episode number six. So buckle up, sit back, and enjoy. everybody it's me Stefan welcome back to episode number six where we're going to talk about getting back to normal it looks like um, as as we near uh, over 20,000 deaths in the United States and um, as the economy is it just really hasn't done anything for almost gosh a month month and a half the president is now talking about a task force um, and he's uh, going to put together a group of people, business leaders, a secondary task force to deal with getting America back on its feet again. Uh, we've been hit with a big sucker punch, whether it was intended, whether it was done on purpose, whether some of it was um, maybe a little fear induced uh, and maybe some of it was rightly justified. Uh it, it doesn't matter, really, wh what we end up with in terms of figuring out what was right, what was wrong, who did what, when, where, how. It, you know what? It's really irrelevant. Um, the economy has suffered and taken a hit. And and now we're at a position where it's it's going to be time to get back to, to you know, it's it's going to be time to figure this out. Like, what precautions do we take going forward? How do we enter into the business world? I've already heard a couple of, of experts. And, and I mean, I don't know if you consider Mark Cuban an expert, but I do believe he's an expert in business. I, there's no doubt about it. Um, he's the owner of the Mavericks. He's one of the uh, guests or one of the hosts on Shark Tank. He owns multiple businesses, is partnered in multiple business, multimillionaire, billionaire. Um, so he knows a little bit about making money. And um, for the most part, he's agreed with what we have done as a country. Now, there's some nuances where he, he is a little different, but that's fine. Um, so I listened to um, Mark Cuban's take on you know, how long he thinks America is going to take to get back to normal. And, of course, he differs with the president. The president believes we're going to just skyrocket back to normal as soon as we get things figured out, okay? And I think we're we're at the stage now where we're having experts and businesses and, and, and um, uh, legislators get together, and they're like, okay, we, we, we got we to get America back up and, and, and running again. The idea of pumping money into an economy and the economy is not moving 
uh, it, it's kind of like putting gas in an engine um, that doesn't have a spark plug. Um, you can you can do it all day long, but we have no spark plug. So I think those guys are getting together to create a spark plug, um, a, a spark, and they are the spark plug. So uh, Cuban thinks it's going to take a lot longer, and I am of the opinion we are not going to bust out of the gates when we when we get back to normal. I mean, or or try to get back to normal. It's just not going to happen. Now there are going to be opportunities for people who have capital. And I mean, lots of capital. Um, most Americans, including myself, are not going to be loaded down with a lot of capital and, and extra spending money. We're not going to be able to go out and make purchases at low, low values and and be able to reap the benefits of those increasing in value over one, two, three years. We just don't some most of us don't have that luxury um, for those that do. They're going to be the ones that are going to be providing capital for the folks that are going to be running the businesses. I mean, that's that's how it always works. Right now, there's a backlog of unemployment. I think it was to the tune of 17 million are on, on unemployment. I think there was another nine or, or seven million over this past week. So record numbers in terms of unemployment um, filings. And you also have this stimulus money that's supposed to go out, and there's a backlog on that. And there's is- there's still issues with who's going to get money, who's not going to get money. There's there's some issues with some grants that are supposed to be doled out that aren't getting doled out. Um, the stimulus checks are supposed to be sent out to people who don't have accounts or, or uh, the government doesn't have their bank account. Stimulus checks are supposed to go in the mail. Look out for fraud. Look out for people stealing from your mailbox. It happens. Uh, it even happens in the small area where I live. So you you got to be vigilant um, with all of these efforts, but it's all intended to get us back to normal. But I do believe it's going to take some time. I really do. Had an interesting call with my son, um, my oldest son, very smart guy. Uh, and we we have a farm. We do own a farm. And we've been running a farm for the past two years. And I say running. It's been up, and we do as much as we can on the farm. But I was also working a full-time job. So it was very kind of quasi, I'm doing the farm during the summer months where I know things can grow. It's going to be limited in the stuff I grow. I can't spend full-time hours doing it, but I'll do part-time hours. In 2017, we took off, and I, I really got things ramped up. I was doing the farmer's market. I was you know, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, still going to work at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. It ramped up pretty fast, and I really, I really didn't have a whole lot of time during the peak growing time. And that's usually from, well, it started in February, really. February all the way through September. And uh, two years in a row, 2017 and 2018, I got hit with, I was up and running for a few weeks, and then it just stalled out on me. And then I didn't have things planted in succession, and things didn't come in. Uh, plants got dried out. Irrigation got messed up. Needless to say, it, it just didn't happen. In, in last year, prior to me getting uh, terminated from my position at, at my previous employer, um, I was working a lot of hours, so I really couldn't spend a whole lot of time on the farm, and things just went to waste. Uh, things didn't happen the way I wanted them to. I wasn't doing the farmer's market. I did, I think, three or four farmer's markets. Um, it just wasn't happening. And, uh, and, it, and I couldn't do more than what I was doing because I was spending a lot of hours. Needless to say, hindsight 2020, had I known my employer would have been doing 
or was going to do what they did to me, I would not have been working some insane uh, hours and, you know, even working on my vacation, quote unquote vacation. Needless to say, my son brought up some ideas about the farm and, and going back to what I know in terms of how to build, you know, and, and plant and grow and sell going back to the farm idea because there is some potential for some assistance to to get help for the farm um now i'm i'm uh, right now i'm i'm one of those 17 million on unemployment uh because i i did lose my position and and the the severance has run out at this particular time so he he gave me some ideas and i thought you know i may just run with this and i got to do some investigation but I guess the point is we all are going to have to rethink how we do business. We're going to have to rethink what we do as a profession. We're going to have to rethink how we go about creating new jobs or creating new businesses to, to employ people. We're going to have to rethink the whole process. And, and that's going to take time. There are going to be some entrepreneurs out there. They're going to use the old methodologies and the old strategies and the old tools to try to twist it and throw a coronavirus, you know, we're down on our luck scenario at you. Um, and it may work for some, but it may not work for others. And then you've got to pivot. And I've heard that word thrown out several times, pivot. It's a good word. And that's kind of where we're at. And that's where I'm at. It's where my wife is at with her business. And so now we're trying to pivot. The White House is trying to now pivot to get us back to where we need to be as a country economically. So listen to I, I'm in, I'm very interested in what's going to transpire with the the authority. Like who's going to and I tell you what, we'll go after we'll listen to the sound clip coming out of the break. But I, I'm interested in um, understanding <laughs> the president's view on federalism. It's really great because it's like you hear this federalist term and you're like, yeah, that's that's federalism. That's kind of where we're at, where that's what our country is. Um, you got federal powers and then you got state powers. And when when things started shutting down, governors are the ones who shut things down. It wasn't the president. The president do it, didn't do a national stay-at-home order, although there were a lot of reporters pushing it. It was the governors who decided to do it. And our governor was one of the last ones, especially in the southeast, to even enact a stay-at-home order. So it, now it's the, the, it's the flip side of the coin in, term, in terms of our economy. Like, are the governors going to lead in getting our state's economy back or is the president going to kind of exercise some federal authority and say, look, we're turning the dial. We've got to get our economy back. So coming out of the break, we're going to listen to that. And I'm going to tell you how this all relates to um, Flint napping. I know. I know. I've never heard the term before until today. My son, my youngest son, intru introduced me to um, Flint napping and how that relates to what we're experiencing right now in the United States with our economy, with the quarantine, and just getting everything back to normal. We'll listen to that clip right after this. You chose not to do a national stay-at-home order. Now that you say you want to reopen parts of the economy, what authority do you have to do that? Isn't it ultimately up to the states to yeah. do that? Yeah, no, it's really, 
the states can do things if they want. I can override it if I want. But the national stay-at-home, just so you understand, 95 percent of the country is stay-at-home. Like, as an example, I was speaking with the great governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, the other day. Uh, he has a stay-at-home. A lot of people didn't even know it. But he had a stay-at-home. Some people reported Texas wasn't. He had a very strong, actually a very strong stay-at-home. Uh, 95 to 96 percent, South Carolina, as you know, has it, which at one point a week ago they didn't have South Carolina, another great governor, McMaster. Um, no, uh, 95 percent of the country is covered. Now, the states that aren't, and again, constitutionally, from a federalist standpoint, if I thought there was a problem, if I saw a state with a problem, I would absolutely demand it. But they're doing great. And the states that aren't are states that have not had a big problem. So what authority do you have to reopen right now? The same way that it's up to the states to shut it down, it's yeah. up to them to reopen. I have, what I have great have? authority if I want to use it. I would rather have the states use it. Well, I would that rather, that and this is so shocking for me. A lot of people are saying, wow, he's really very reasoned, isn't he? A lot of people are shocked. They think I'd do what I have absolute authority to use it. But so far, our relationship with governors and the job they're doing, I haven't had to do it. Would I do it if I saw a state that was out of control and they didn't have the stay-at-home policy? I would do it in a heartbeat. We are going to talk about the clip you just heard. That was the president talking about using federal or um, federal authority, basically, and his executive power to get the economy up and running again. So it's going to be interesting. You know, the reporter, I think, was asking the question, are you going to push, are you going to allow the states to dictate that, or are you going to mandate it from the president? See, they get, I hate when reporters do that, although I know what they're doing. They're trying to catch the president in a nice little soundbite for their local news so that they can clip their question with, wow, that's the soundbite everybody's going to use across the nation. And, and I get the question. Do you, the president, want to exercise your authority over states when that's not what you did or said that you did when you encourage states to shut down and do stay-at-home orders you know i mean it that's he it kind of put him in a you know he tried to get him in a catch-22 i'm damned if i'm do i do damned if i'm i don't so i think the president had a great response and i think he's right i think if we want to get this economy stimulated again i think you're going to have to if the states aren't willing to push the effort which I think they are. I think th I think they all are realizing they're going. Every state's going to be hurting in terms of e the financial decline of each and every economy in each and every state. So I think the governor's going to be on board with this. But it was very interesting to hear the president phrase it that way. And I love the idea that he keeps mentioning the federal powers and the and the the powers of the executive branch, the powers of the federal government versus the powers of the states. You know, we have their states have their own powers, you know, and, and I think it's a it's a rare thing. And I think our governors now it's a rare thing, though, in the past that the governors would exercise that they would a lot of times default towards the federal government uh, because they, did, they they wanted somebody to blame. And I think it's a great opportunity. Governors talk about their executive and, and managerial level of, of, of uh, administration when they talk about managing a state. It's usually sometimes uh, it's a governor or most times it's a governor that runs for the office of the president. And it is that executive power inside the state. And I think governors have to own it. They have to be 
the one who owns the decisions of the state. Do not, do not, if you're the governor of a state, fall back or have a default position of, I'm going to blame it on the federal government. I'll do whatever they say. No. You, you do it because it's what, what's in the best interest of your state. Ohio's got a great governor, DeWine. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Michigan, okay. South Carolina, McMaster. I, I haven't been a big fan of him in the past, but he, he's done okay. Um, so, I mean, there are some good governors out there that are solid, you know, like solid. You, can, you, you really understand where they're coming from, and you understand how they got the position they got. So, and now, let's go back to this issue of um, time and how long it's going to take for the economy to bounce back. Uh, my son asked me if I wanted to try to make some arrowheads. I said, sure. I don't know how to do this. I saw him hitting the rock, you know, banging the rocks and trying to basically, you're chipping away at a rock um, to try to flake off a piece that you might be able to use as a potential arrowhead on, you know, an arrow for shooting, much like the Indians did. And I will say it's a very time. Uh, now, I did see a video where a guy did it in like five minutes. But he's probably been doing it and practicing it for years and years and years and years and years. I had a couple flicks of, of stone that I thought were going to end up as an arrowhead. And he had several. He had nice pieces that, that just looked awesome. I had a few that I was going to work, like I was going to massage them and make them happen. And it took some time. Um, and even when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm kind of not sure if I'm doing it right. Um, but I'm just working it, working it, working it, my hands getting all dirty. And... I get to a point where I go, man, this is looking actually pretty good. And then I start doing some, um, I, I forgot what he called, when, when you're pressing with the bone, uh, bone flaking. And I did that a couple times, and it broke. And I said, wow, I spent all that time, and it broke. So I was worked on, working on another one, got to a point, said, you know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm uh, arrowhead making out for now. It took a while. It took some time. And he said it's, it's actually called flint napping. I said, what? What is flint napping? And he goes, what we're doing? He says, it's basically you're working stone. You're getting stone to a point where you can make it into a tool or a weapon so you can use it. And that's called flint napping. Um, learn something new every day. But how does that relate to what we've been talking about in terms of getting the economy up and running again? Well, I believe it's going to take some time. And we're going to chip away at a huge deficit. We're going to chip away at an incredible amount of debt, and we're going to chip away. Um, and we may break a few times that, that, you know, what we think is working, and we may break it. I mean, it's what happens sometimes. Um, but we're going to start chipping away again and try to get that, that arrowhead made and get the economy back up and running again. So I in some respects, it's a lesson in patience, it's a lesson in trust, and it's actually understanding that you have to learn a new skill, or you may have to learn a new skill. Um, and it's going to be hard. You're not going to get it right at first. I'm not going to get it right. And you have to trust in the, the process of doing it. And you're only going to learn, and you're only going to get better and learn by doing it. So much like flint napping where I'm pressing and I'm chipping, and it hurts sometimes. I, I actually hit my thumb when I was taking the stone and breaking it. 
and and you're supposed to put on your leg with a piece of leather. We didn't have a leather, and and I had put on my leg, and it hurt. It hurt a couple times. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, it's like I hit myself with a freaking stone. It, uh, anyway, it's going to hurt. Getting our country back up and running, and getting it financially stable and and up and booming, is going to take some time. And you have to trust in the process. You have to be confident enough in your ability not to know something, but to understand how to get to a point where you do learn and understand something. I, you know, there's nothing, nobody, I, I don't want to say nobody. There are a lot of people that know a lot more than I do. But not every or not one person knows everything. We all know a lot about, you know, little things. You know, I, I learned how to make homemade carrot cake. I learned how to make it homemade uh, from scratch uh, cream cheese icing. First time I've ever made it. It was awesome. Okay, so I learned how to make that. I may leave the, you know, the recipe in the show notes. We'll see. But my point is getting our economy back up and running and you, as an individual, understanding, you know, you don't have to know it all, but trust in the process. Trust in the process. You're going to nick yourself. You're going to break things. But at the end of the day, you're working and striving for the same goal, and that is a quality arrowhead, or that is a financially stable business that is gainful employment for your family, and that's an economy, a U.S. economy, that is booming and better than it ever was. Guys, I know this has probably been a short episode, but I really kind of enjoyed this one because I literally took things that I experienced within the past couple of days, um, and they were very applicable to what's going on right now. And I'm so thankful for both my sons. I feel like it's the sons episode, but I want you to know I'm thinking of you. And um, if you listen to this podcast and you're motivated, you're touched in any way, um, I want to hear from you. Like, subscribe uh, on Anchor, and you can actually send me a message through the podcast. I'll take a listen, maybe even use it in the show. Um, But I want to know that you're out there and this is is benefiting you because it actually is benefiting me. If only one person is listening, I'm okay with that. But I want you to share it, like it, you know, like it with your friends. Like it and share it with your friends um, if it's something that you think they didn't enjoy listening to and get something out of it. Guys, until the next episode, I want to thank you for listening. God bless. Stay, stay well. Stay safe. I'll see you next time. My name's Stefan, and I'm out.